Like, what? Make it make sense, sis. I feel like you're cheating on the Navy with that army shirt on. This isn't. So this is the. So remember when I got this? No. You remember? Okay. So when I first got to Pittsburgh, right? There was the um, or when I first came back from Pittsburgh from getting out the Navy. Mm-hmm. That's when I was trying to join that damn biker gang. Oh, gang. They gave I put you that. that? In, I put that in quotations, right? Because none of us had bikes. Right. So and it was the army. That, that was our army. So I went and had to get an army shirt. Okay. So I just picked this up from Walmart because it said Army on it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Stupid, right? <laughs> I'm just fucking dumb. <laughs> anyway, you ready to go? Yep. Let's All right, go. word. Uh, what's going on, everyone? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Make It Make Sense podcast. I am your host, Face412, and I'm joined, as always, by the lovely Skylar. Hello, baby. What up? What what's up? going on? All right. I know we've been off for uh, a decent amount of time, it's about been about a month. That right. long? Yeah, man. It's been a while, yo. I feel like it's been about a month. Maybe a I couple weeks. Feel... Okay. I thought it was like two weeks or so. It wasn't just two weeks, was it? Maybe we've just been busy. I felt busy. Yeah, a lot of shit been going on. There's been on. a lot of stuff going on. You know what I mean? I did put that on a tweet. I really wasn't in like the mental space to create anything. You know what I'm saying? Um, Like get on here and actually discuss some shit because I had so much personal shit going on in life. But um, we're back here. Mm-hmm. Right? You you re- don't really remember me getting this shirt? No. This damn army shirt? No, because you started that biker shit um, when I was still in Japan. That's right. I wasn't there That's yet. That's right. That's right. The idea was nice enough. <laughs> the execution was just Terrible. off. It was just off. We just weren't. I don't want to like, you know, I don't, I don't want to just drag niggas because that shit's in the past. You right. know what I'm saying? So I'm not going to bring it up. But the execution was just off right you know what i mean I'm, i thought i told you where i got this fucking shirt from no i, I thought you were just repping army shit why would i do that i don't know i'm a navy man through and through i mean now <laughs> i'll be working with the army so you know mm-hmm. you don't want you didn't got you didn't touch every branch haven't you I marines about force. to go to army you were with air force come on man yeah internationally known freddie tiffany see that's called a movie reference right for those of you guys who don't know um just a real quick nugget uh, Skylar doesn't know movies. She'll watch them. She won't remember a single one of them. See, I just said internationally known Freddie Tiffany. For anyone who actually knows, like, I don't know, basic black movies, they would know that came from Double Take. Remember that movie? I don't even think I've seen that. Holy shit. You don't remember that? With the 7-Up guy? No. And Eddie Griffin? No. You have to watch. That was a pretty good fucking movie. Okay. You're blowing it, man. You're blowing it. But Skylar doesn't get any of my... Uh, any of my references <laughs> yeah i'd be trash at like movie trivia or something you would we would fucking bomb it like seen it we couldn't do any like like house party or something like that you know what i mean like a party game oh name that movie yeah no automatic fail i know my my strengths and weaknesses i know them and that's a weakness as long as you so. embrace it i mean <laughs> it is what you know what i'm saying <laughs> like what the fuck is he doing Oh, rubbing his, his face es- rubbing his essence all over fucking he shit. Needs a haircut. Stupid ass dog, huh? He needs a haircut. Yeah, he does. He looks a little shaggy. Um, <laughs> but no, we've been off for a little bit, but uh, I decided, or I felt like it was a good enough time to get back on. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Let's talk some shit. There's been a lot of stuff going on over the past couple weeks that I wanted to touch on. Um, in particular, mm-hmm. I think we a good way to start off. Um, 
I definitely wanted to talk about uh, Black China and Tokyo Tony. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I think that's a good way to lead off this podcast. But before we do, um, just kind of some 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 updates and church announcements. Uh, I felt like there's been a long time in between podcasts. Maybe I've just been kind of hands off since then. Um, but there might be a small transition. If you listen to the previous podcast, you know, um, I did get new gainful employment. Right. So I'll be kind of transitioning into that job. It's going to require a little bit more um, responsibility and focus you know, possibly leaving you know, the city every so often. You know what I mean? So these podcasts, they might come in a little bit spotty, but just know that we're working on it. I'm working on it, making sure that I'm, I'm able to get back into being consistent. It just might be a little spotty. So I just ask people to bear with me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I know I promise um, the face reviews. I think I'm still going to, I'm thinking instead of putting that on to like, uh, like video form, like I wanted to, I might just keep it at audio level. Mm-hmm. For now, because I really want to get started, and I think the first episode, the first show that I'm actually going to review like severely is Euphoria. Yeah, you know great show if y'all aren't. If watching you've it. never watched Euphoria, fucking watch that show. It's wild. It's wild as hell. I talked to <laughs> I talked to my sister about it. She says she didn't. She really wasn't feeling the first episode. Really, it was the first episode. Like when a new show comes out with a pilot episode, mm-hmm. it's always like a filler. You know what I'm saying? Like you get the feel who the characters are, kind of setting up the environment, you know what I'm saying, shit like that. So, like, the drama really just doesn't hit you, you know what I mean, at first. Mm-hmm. You know? So she was just like, she had a disbelief with that show that we had at first, like, yo, what fucking teenagers are allowed to do all of this shit? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I still don't know what city this is located right, in. Right, because you know the I mean? parents don't give a fuck at all. I'm assuming some, <laughs> like, some type of West Coast, like, uppity, Beverly be. Hills-ish type of i mean i know it's like upper middle class you know what i mean mm-hmm. they, they're a little more affluent because like teenagers have like you know ford f-150s and shit you know what i mean right and the the freedom that they all have to do whatever the fuck they want mm-hmm. whenever the fuck they want um but i told her you kind of have to suspend belief a little bit when it comes to that show um mm-hmm. i know in my life i couldn't do half the shit that they do. And I'm not even talking about the drugs. Like, drugs are easy to find mm-hmm. if you know where to look. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about just leaving the motherfucking house. You and know what I'm the saying? the clothes that the females wear, like, some of the stuff that the girls wear. Even to high school. Like, in high school, we had dress codes. Like, you didn't have to wear a uniform, but skirts had to be, like, fingertip length. Like... So, like, yeah, like, parameters. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, wasn't a, I wasn't a girl, so I didn't have... I know some of my schools had that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, Cleavage definitely couldn't be out the way they found you in there with anything no you know what i'm saying there was definitely a a line Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying that you had when it came to clothing and these these chicks just wear whatever the fuck they want titties and ass cheeks just be hanging all the fuck out yeah but what i told when i told britain the same thing um i think i told you this too i was like you know this is a lifestyle or not necessarily a lifestyle but it's an environment in which we're not familiar with, but it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that it doesn't exist. Oh, true. You know what I'm Very saying? True. My favorite saying for some reason of all time right now is when in America, think horses, but don't rule out zebras. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? The general consensus is this shit probably really wouldn't happen in most communities, mm-hmm. but you never know. doesn't mean right. that it actually wouldn't, cause I'm right. sh- but we've never experienced that. And I was trying to tell her that, you know what I'm saying? Because she was getting it confused between relatability when it came to that show, like being able to relate to that shit mm-hmm. and it being good content. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I felt like she was associating 
trying to relate. Like, I can't relate, so I don't really like it. Right. Like, I can't relate, so I'm like, this is kind of crazy. Because she was like, it's just going wild. She doesn't like shows that just go there, like, intentionally for shock value. And I'm like, well... Well, did she like Game of Thrones? Because, I mean, we all I don't can't know if she watched Game that. of Thrones. <laughs> well, it's not... Well, that's a, that's a little bit different. You're talking about fantasy. You're talking about something yeah. that is essentially... I mean, it's based on a quote-unquote time period, but nobody was born then. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? All we have is from readings and, you know, paintings and all that type of stuff passed down. So we assume that those things happen like that but i mean do do you really believe dragons exist i do you know what i'm saying because there's nobody to tell me that they actually didn't Mm -hmm. you know what i mean but there's no way you can prove that you know fact or fiction this is based on kind of a reality based um concept you know what i mean these are real teenagers who listen to actual songs that we listen to drink the same things where you know what i mean do the Mm -hmm. same things that we do currently in our society now it's just exaggerated it's just a commentary on society you know what i mean i don't know if it's exaggerated though that's the thing i don't know if it's really exaggerated because there might be people i mean i know for a fact they're they're teenagers who are addicted to drugs right. you know what i'm saying teenagers that party right you know what I mean? whatever like, they want to wear we like in, uh, in pittsburgh i've never one i didn't have a house big enough but two i never had a a, a place that if my parents left we can throw a big ass party mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and and that'll just be it because that's where most of the parties happened at the parents were gone you know what i mean now the house is open but their house was fucking huge yeah you know i guess I mean? like Pool in, in the this back. area you, you could definitely like, absolutely like I dad's house. Dad's house. Yeah. yeah him and michelle ever left that's a pool party waiting to happen. Right, you know yeah. what I mean? But I, we didn't, me and her didn't grow up in that type of fashion. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, no, you, when you was, when she was living down there, in, you know, Norfolk, no motherfuckers didn't act like that. Cause mm-hmm. half the community was black and black real niggas just don't do that type of shit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like we did drugs, niggas smoked weed. You know what I mean? You had the occasional, you know, cokehead motherfucking teenager that was out there who, you know, got a little sniff sniff and was cool with it. But it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. So I don't, I suspend it when it comes to relatability because even though I can't relate, I'm not going to pretend like it doesn't happen. And it right. doesn't take away from the content of the show. And I try right. to just get past the first episode because the first episode is just a setup episode, but then it just goes wild. And it touches mm-hmm. on a lot of things in society. You know what I mean? Toxic relationships, you know, homophobia, uh, homophobia the transgender, um, excuse me, transgender uh, community, mm-hmm. um, drugs, obviously, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, it, it touches on Web-camming. a lot, but you know, the whole nine, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, and just society in general, it's a nice, it's a very, very good commentary on the extremes of society. And we also got to understand, like, that's a different generation. Mm-hmm. Like they are in high school. We are damn near 30. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So when, you know, what was it like t- you know, 10 years ago, you know, 10, 15 years ago when we were in their position, it was a different world then even though it's like it doesn't seem that far away with the advance of technology and all that like i read a good tweet it was like kids that were born in the 90s and late 80s are the only generation who have grown up with the internet but remember a time without it Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so you know it it it, we have that kind of a feel where yeah we understand where they're kind of coming from but not to the extreme in which they do it now where everything's for social media and you know it's a very self-centered and uh conceited society right now but if you haven't watched it, I do encourage you to watch that shit. But like I was saying, I mean, we, damn, I got sidetracked. Um, that's going to probably be my first face reviews. Um, but we'll mm-hmm. get into that later. But like I said, just give me a little bit to, to kind of work out the kinks with this new kind of lifestyle change that I'm going through. And um, I'll bring some more content that way because I got to I'm getting a little bit serious about it. I got a lot of told you I got a lot of things brewing up in the old Nagaruni here, right? In the old skull. And I want to get those out. So, but like I said. A little bit earlier. Excuse me. 
to get started with this podcast, I wanted to talk about Black China and Tokyo Tony, right? And you just watched this video for the first time. Okay? It's a mess. You are completely out of the loop, but you've watched this video. <laughs> I mean, you work a lot, you know? I'm going to give you your props. Yeah. Uh, you watch this video for the first time. Now, for those who are, for those who haven't watched it, it's on Zeus Network. It is an online, I believe it's an online streaming service. Um, so you have to pay a subscription to go ahead and watch. So not on like cable TV or mm. anything like that. But the context of this particular clip that was kind of doing its rounds on social media was Black China invited her mother over to her house to have a conversation that really never happened. Okay, nobody got anything constructive done during this entire time. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of screaming, splitting, and whores and bitches being thrown around. You know what I mean? In classic reality show fashion. Um, but this one was kind of intriguing to me. Um, it, it definitely was a commentary uh, on 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 a piece of black culture that I want to talk about. But you saw the video the first time you saw it. What was your general reaction when you saw that? Just shock that. Well, not really shock because you hear about mothers treating their daughters like this all the time. But it's just it's very sad to see like a mother being so disrespectful to her daughter and the mother feels like I'm your mother. I could do, I could say, I could be whoever I want to be and you have to respect me because I'm your mother. Like she specifically said, I could whore you out to a whole army and you better still respect me because I'm your mother. And it's just like, no, that's not the mentality that you should have as a grown ass adult, especially when they're two grown adults together. Like I understand possibly having that mentality when your child is a child, but when your child is an adult, you should expect this. Wait, tell me, what do you mean possibly having that? mentality when you... well not the mentality like you could whore me no, out no no, and no, no that's not what i'm talking no, I'm about i'm just I mean... saying like a lot of in the household that i grew up in children were to be seen and not heard so you, you're supposed to know your place and just be a child and just you know stay in your in your place per mm -hmm. se um and respect the adults and the adults are right and you know that's just how things are but when you become an adult i feel like you should have a little bit more respect even from your parents. So hold on to that thought. Because um, mm -hmm. I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I do think that's the root of an actual issue. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, my general thoughts was both of them are trash. I've always felt like Black China in and of herself is kind of not the the, the role model uh, at all. Right. You know what I mean? That you would want your little girls to aspire to be. I felt like there's a lot of things that she's done. And I'm not here to judge. Nobody's fucking perfect. You right. know what I mean? She makes a lot more money than I do. She has a lot better career than I do. You know what I mean? But I call spades spades. You know what I'm saying? And kind of the way, you know, her progression over life, you know what I mean? Even with the Tiger and Rob thing, you know what I mean? The way she was going. We all saw what, what, what China and Rob, that little short-lived reality show, you know, mm -hmm. how toxic their fucking relationship was. She wasn't helping shit either. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Her jealousy, her extraness, the whole nine yards. You know what I mean? Rob was trash. She was trash. Just a whole bunch of trash shit, right? So I always felt like Black China was just kind of trash, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And her mother is trashier, yeah. but she's definitely, you know, the apple didn't fall too far from the tree, in my opinion. Right. But you said something interesting. You said in your household, you know, kids were to be seen and not hurt, mm -hmm. right? And that was the same kind of um, effect in my household as well. But I think that speaks to kind of the root and the core issue when it comes to those two and their relationship 
it's that black parent dichotomy of between you and your child, like where you are the authority. It's almost like a monarchy when you have kids. You know what I mean? It's never a partnership. It's a monarchy. So when you say, yeah, you're, I, I don't have an issue with you saying like, yeah, my household was, you had to be seen and not heard. It's when you say, I can understand that as a child, but mm-hmm. when you're an adult, that needs to change. So mm-hmm. my question to you is, the, they say that the best um, best le- practices are learned practices. Like you, you, you practice them throughout your entire you know, being or whatever if you want to kind of master that skill in the future. So how can you say, yeah, that shit, like how can you expect somebody to hit the switch when they hit an adult if they've never done it when they were, when the kids were younger? Right. Maybe I mean like more of a progression as a child gets older, like when they're five, for example, that whole you're supposed to be seen, not heard mentality applies. I don't think but it once applies, you, well, I'm just, I'm just okay, saying right, the progression. So when and then when they get to a teenager, you as a child start to understand things a little bit better than you did when you were your five year old self. So I should be able to talk to you and be able to have conversations with you with and with subjects that are a little bit more adult-like, But you don't think that that can happen when you're five? No, I do right now, but I'm saying, like, this whole mentality of a child should be seen and not heard, how it should progress into adulthood. I'm asking you what are your thoughts, not Mm -hmm. what they probably did, because they didn't do any of that, what you're talking about between, Mm -hmm. I'm sure, between childhood and now, Mm -hmm. right? They haven't done that. But when you say you can understand that as a, as a Mm five-year-old, are you sitting there saying that a five-year-old should be seen and not heard at that point? Well, me now, I don't think that. I'm asking you how you feel right now. When I have children, I want to be able to give them a free space. You can come talk to me about anything. Mm. Let's have conversations. Let's have an open platform where you can trust me and you can, I don't know, just speak to me about whatever you want to speak to me about i I get and i i agree with that i Mm -hmm. think where it gets where where the where the conversation lies is with authority Mm -hmm. right there is a a hierarchy in authority when it comes to children and and adults right especially when it comes to parents because as a child, like you said, and in, in in when you're an adolescent, you don't know anything, right? Or you don't understand, um, or you don't you have don't the mental understand. capacity you don't have a comprehension, to grasp it. Or you're not able to comprehend just yet. You're not mm-hmm. able to understand what's going on in the world around you. And it's my job as a parent to kind of curtail you through that process in which you are to learn, right? right. But learning doesn't mean I can just see you but not hear you. Right. Mm-hmm. I still want to hear you, but not necessarily hear you in terms of conversation because you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So it's like, yeah, let's have an open conversation with a five year old. Eh, there's there's nothing right. that a five year old I feel like would ask me that would implore or uh, that would implore me to do to have an open conversation with them because mm-hmm. I don't feel like they would able, be able to comprehend whatever I end up telling them. Mm-hmm. But in the same vein, I'm also not going to shut them up if they do have any type of question or anything like that. Right. But I'm, what I'm getting to is mostly the. The dichotomy of respect. No mm. matter what you do, no matter what I do, you have to respect me because I'm your parent. I don't think that has anything to do with conversation. I think you can have a child in a, in a, a child and a parent relationship that is completely open in conversation and still that be the mentality. And that's the wrong mentality to me. Mm-hmm. I think that regardless of whether it's your child, um, you adopt, your homie, your boss, whatever, respect is something that is earned. It needs to be shown and it needs to it's something that's earned. It's mm-hmm. like you, you, even with kids, you know what I'm saying? You can't constantly disrespect your kids and then just expect respect coming back to from them, right? Mm-hmm. That's a toxic fucking 
parental environment right, in which you're sitting. Right, because when they setting. get Black China's age, they're going to throw that you. disrespect right back in your face. It's pure resentment at that point. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So a little bit of anecdotes here, like for myself, you know, when I watched that clip, I didn't see a lot of my, my parents never wild out like that. Me and my dad have fought before in the past. You know what I mean? We physically had an altercation, but I was like 16, 17 years old, right? I don't really necessarily say I was the aggressor mm-hmm. in that bit. Like, I was just emotional and angry. You know what I mean? And I felt like it was completely unjust. Not knowing the exact details of the situation, I felt like he was provoked to do something extra without hearing me out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that stemmed from years and years of you not hearing me out. That was my household. Mm-hmm. Every time David had an opinion on something, every time that I had a disagreement on something, you shut the fuck up. You mm-hmm. weren't able to have that. You know what I'm saying? And it created this authoritarian environment where they're king and queen and you're less than even a prince in your fucking house. You're more like a jester or a fucking, you know, the peasant out there who you're lucky that I'm giving you all of this and that, you know, be thankful and grateful that, you know, I'm here feeding you and putting a roof over your head. My bad. What you're supposed to be doing (laughs) with your fucking child. You know what I'm saying? And I think with Black China, especially in, in Tokyo, Tony, you know, and we're gonna. Um, I, I need to unpack certain sections of kind of what she said because I was just, it, it was incredulous what I was hearing. First, like you said, the whole, you know, your parents. She's like, your mom can whore you out to an army, and you still better show her respect because that's like, your mother. If I could, now I don't advocate men who are listening right now. I don't advocate hitting women in any certain respect. Okay, do never do it. I don't think there's any many situations. I'm not gonna say any many situations in which you need to put your hands on a woman. Mm-hmm. But when I heard that, I wanted to jump through my phone and punch her in the throat mm-hmm. because that was the dumbest fucking statement I've ever heard in my goddamn life. And there's actually allegations that Tokyo Tony did prostitute um black china when she was younger. Like her Are mom they? would used yeah. to throw these big house parties and. Yeah tell men that they could have sex with black china for money which is which led her into her career of stripping that's disgusting so i guess it's but i can't respect you at that point that's really no different than well no it is it is a major difference i'm not gonna really bring that up but it it's it's gross yeah like that's a very gross mentality to have because that's a faux sense of respect like i can't respect you from harming me it's basically harm physically and mentally mm-hmm. what you're doing to an adolescent, to a child. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then to just expect respect. That's the problem with their relationship anyway. It's I'm your mom. Respect me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But let's parse this uh, this this uh, video up a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. One of the things that I, I found interesting was the fucking car. That was like the oh, big yeah, tilt yeah. was her and that goddamn car. Okay? And something specific. Now... In the black community, you know what I mean, most, mostly we are viewed as under uh, disenfranchised, um, you know, uh, uh, economically challenged, you know what I mean? We, we have to come up from the mud. You hear all those discussions about coming from the mud and making yourself something great. Mm-hmm. And that's something where I don't think a lot of white people and people from other cultures kind of understand. You know, if you look back in the history of, of black people um, or African-Americans in this country, the reason why you get, like, the flash, right? I never really... I never really got a, offended with anyone who made some money and then showed it off a little bit, right? Because right. You, when you come from a situation in which you do not have and you aren't able to do that, the moment that you're able to get it, you want it, you want to get it. You right. know what I mean? You've always wanted that big ass mink coat. 
You know what I mean? But you couldn't afford it. Now mm-hmm. you can afford it. Why the fuck wouldn't you go buy it? You know right. what I mean? Why wouldn't you go get the big icy chains? It was a status symbol in the hood. Mm-hmm. It was it showed people that hey, I make some money around here. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people see it as flash. Mostly white people like, oh, well, you're so flashy buying all that jewelry, blah blah blah. But you don't understand that I never had an environment in which I was able to obtain whatever I wanted to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That wasn't the standard of rich or of affluence within your community because your entire life. So your sort of society was wrapped in a- affluence. Right. There's, there's broke white people, right? And there's also white people who fucking flex. Flex super hard, but most of them don't because that's not their culture. That's not their style. That's not a, a show of wealth. Right. You know what I mean? Um, they put their, they invest their money into different things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They buy boats and Vacations. shit like that. Vacations. Big ass, you know, mansions and, yeah. and, and stuff like stuff you can't, you don't really see on an everyday basis. Right. But let me, uh, let me, let me pitch this to you this way. Why is it that when black people make money, right, when kids make money, the parents feel it is their child's obligation to give them their returns as well? So let me explain what I mean in terms of this video. Mm-hmm. When she said about the car, right, she was like, you took my car from me. You know what I mean? Like, basically, right. you took my transportation, you took my life, which... you know okay fine you know like you're over here driving 400 500 that's what she said she's like she has you know three little high-speed sports cars you know four hundred thousand five hundred thousand dollar cars and i got this little forty thousand dollar car now mind you my vehicle outside right now was purchased for under thirty thousand dollars and i felt like that was kind of a stretch you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying so you got a forty thousand dollar car that's like a nice you know like a lincoln you know what i'm saying maybe a nice little you know nice little dip right but she was like, no, I'm only driving this $40,000 car and you over here driving half a million dollar Lamborghinis. That's mm-hmm. fucked up. Why is it that parents feel when I make money and I start to spend it on myself, you should get equal share when you're a parent? Do you no feel idea. like that's 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 fair? I don't. And honestly, you do see that a lot within the black community. Um, When you find someone in your family that's made it, you expect them to take care of you as well. I guess maybe parents feel because I invested in you for 18 or however many years you lived in my household. I fed you. I clothed you. I groomed you. I contributed to your success in some way. You're coming up. I want to come up as well. Now, I don't agree with that mentality at all, but it seems like Tokyo Tony literally has nothing in Baltimore. So she's envious of her daughter. She's envious mm. of China so living. You think jealousy. Yeah, hell yeah, 100%. Mm. China's over here in LA or wherever the fuck she lives in this big ass, beautiful house. She's got all these clothes, expensive jewelry. She's out there living the life, and I'm over here in dirty ass Baltimore, just don't have a car, right? I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to laugh. It's not. Look, first of all, fuck Baltimore. With okay? the rats and shit, With like the Trump rats. So we'll get that later. Um, but no, it was. It just reminded me of a Family Guy. I'm uh, not a Family Guy. Uh, American Dad episode. If mm-hmm. you look at the Krampus one, he kind of sings it. It was like <laughs> she left me in dirty ass Baltimore. Sorry, but go ahead. Go ahead. But no, so I do think that she is envious of her daughter, and I feel like she's always been envious of China and the spotlight that China has had on her See, for a long time. I feel. I kind of. I agree. And, and I agree. Um, what makes me ups- not upset, but kind of what makes me uneasy, it makes me cringe, mm-hmm. is like, you know, that's your obligation, right? Mm-hmm. Again, I, I reference this all the time, and I know I've said this to you. We are nothing more than animals, okay? Our cellular makeup is the exact same fucking way as animals. You know what I mean? Like, when when you see mammals give birth in, in nature, their parents take care of them. That's what you fucking do. When, when they say, 
um, your maternal instincts will kick in, right? Because mm-hmm. you have a natural inclination to take care of something that you've birthed. You know what I mean? That's why women are able to produce breast milk so that they can take care of the fucking things that they birth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So your job is to provide. If you feel like you're inadequate to do that or if you feel like you don't want to do that, I mean, either A, don't open your fucking legs and have kids, first of all, or B, adoption and get is, is is i know adoption is a very touchy subject with foster care and things like that but there's other people who are more than willing to take care of a child than you and if I you mean, don't like feel trying to tell it her grandmother raised her and that's what i wanted to mother. get into right because she, here's what parents here's what i feel like black well i'm not gonna i can't speak to white parents right but i'll say for black parents this is what i feel like black parents get it twisted raising to them some some not all to some taking care of their kid is buying them shit mm-hmm. right she said, "How many pair? Name me a pair of shoes that she bought you, bitch. I could have went barefoot, but the fact that she's taking care of me physically and mentally and emotionally, you weren't there. So mm-hmm. when she says you're not there, what do you mean I wasn't there? What do you mean I bought you X, Y, and Z? You know, no, bitch, you weren't there mentally up here. You know what I'm saying? You weren't there for me emotionally through my times and strides when I was growing up. You know, trying to experience and understand womanhood, right? You weren't there physically. Like I don't know where the fuck you went. You know what I mean? I had to spend most time with my grandmother. Yeah, just because she didn't buy me shit. Like we we see that story a lot mm-hmm. where you know. Look at look at all the shit that I bought you. You know what I mean? Like respect me. I, I'm mm-hmm. getting you everything that you want. Okay, that's material shit. Material shit goes away. Have to. Sh- okay, what about the the pair of shoes that you bought? Or where they at now? In the fucking garbage. Mm-hmm. So what did they really mean? They didn't mean shit. And I think that just wraps around back to what you said that when black people make it, they like to get flashy and they like to buy stuff. So I don't know if it's maybe something that's been rooted within generations. No. But when we had the ability to start working and start making our own money, mm. a lot of black parents, well not mothers per se but fathers i guess the ones that were working Mm. they worked hard to be able to provide for their family to say that yes i got you this i'm able to buy you this whereas other counterparts aren't able to buy that for their children well what is always the trope when it comes to black people when it comes to them wanting kids right it's i want to provide a better life than the one i was given right right? and that's i think that's legitimate Mm -hmm. i don't think that you should not buy your kid shit i think Mm -hmm. if you can if me and you make whenever we have a kid if we're well off and my kids earn it, they can get whatever the fuck they want. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because I'll actually be able to give it to them. Think about when you were a child. Well, you know, maybe less than you, more more me, less than you. But think about all the shit you've wanted in your life that your parents might wanted to give you, but were never able to actually give you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I, I told the story. I wanted a drum set yeah. for like the, like ten straight fucking years, <laughs> and I never got it. You know what I mean? There was a lot of there was a time where I wanted like the new video games, and I, they weren't able to buy me a system. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because they weren't able to afford it. That they said that I didn't earn it, but you know, whatever. All right, right. but. I understand providing for your kids in that tone. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want that to stop. And I'm not saying that that's a negative. I'm saying to equate that to providing in totality right. is wrong because it's more than just the things that you purchase. It's the way that you treat treat your kids. It's the way that you carry yourself around your kids. No, it's listening to your that. kids. It's all of that. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it has anything to do with the flash. Like, I feel like this is a problem in the black community, period. Like, not even further beyond parenting, right? Because... Mm-hmm. One of the things that I had beef with, it was a long time ago, a nice conversation I had about Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. People say, okay, well, what does Michael Jordan do for the black community? Whenever you're rich and black, you have a responsibility. When you're white and rich, 
you're white and rich. Mm -hmm. That's it. You have a responsibility, though, when you get rich, when you're black, for most people to give back to other black people. Now, it makes logical sense in the means that we as as a community don't have that many affluent people to really reach to. Mm -hmm. And we're disenfranchised as a community as a whole. So these people in the top percent can really help elevate a lot of the people who are more disenfranchised here at the bottom because they have the means to do so. Right. Right. So it makes sense logically, but nobody's obligated to give you shit that they've earned. You know what I mean? Is not, is the man not entitled to the sweat of his own brow? Like this is, it is, is in a sense like I made all this money, I can spend it on myself if I want to. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make me selfish because I earned it. I'm I'm reaping my own benefits here. Mm-hmm. Now, if I want to go ahead and give back to the community, which most do, shout out to the late great Nipsey Hussle, who's a perfect example of that. Mm-hmm. Making money on his own, bearing the fruits of his own labor. But let's not act like Nipsey didn't buy his cars and, you know what I'm saying, get his jewelry and all that shit. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, he, but he said, okay, I'm going to find ways to use my celebrity, to use my platform, to use the money that I have to try to elevate people. But he wasn't out there handing, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars to everybody who came across the marathon store. Right. You know what I mean? You still had to earn it. Like his whole, the, the STEM program or people, the kids go in there and they learn. Mm-hmm. They earn it themselves, but he just gave them the avenue, opened the door mm-hmm. so that you can excel and you know what I mean? In tech and things like that. Right. Um, but but this seems like this innate responsibility for black people that, oh, you got to take your 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 earnings and put it right back into the community. Well, and, it, the, with, and that not to interrupt you, no, but that ties right into the whole situation that Aesop Rocky is dealing with, where he said what he said. Well, let's where, get into that later. Let's okay. not go. Let's not go. Okay, let's okay, not okay. jump ahead. All right. Let's not jump ahead. Let's, <laughs> t- let's stick to the topic. Here. But when it comes to Tony, though, like when it comes to Tony, there is a that that part kind of blew me away a little bit because mm-hmm. it's I felt like that that's always an issue. You know what I mean? It really and it's really an issue that we need to start correcting. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would want I would love for my kids to make a ton of fucking money, millions and millions of dollars. And if I raised them right, mm-hmm. if I was there for them, if we had that perfect parental and child relationship, I don't have to Ex- want or demand anything because right. they're going to give it to you. Yeah, like, they're going to naturally want it, naturally want to take care of you. It's not a demand or a chore. It's just something that they want to how do. How many times you hear that from athletes, man? I got to be able to buy my mom my house. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because my mom was always there for me. She took care of me. You know what I'm saying? She she brought me through the dark times. You right. know what I mean? Shoulder to lean on. And I made some money and I wanted to give back to her and say thank you for all the shit mm-hmm. that y'all have done. If you were a shitty parent, why the fuck would I want to give you anything when I make some money? I made this shit in spite of you. Right. You know what I mean? So I think that that was very, that's, that's an unfair uh, expectation that parents levy onto their kids. And I no, think I that's agree. something that needs to change. And Tony, that was kind of like her whole vibe when it came down to that. Like, bitch, I bought you X, Y, and Z. And you mm-hmm. over here in this big ass house, like you said, that's jealousy. That's an ugly is. ass color. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now, other things in that video that were bad. First of all, the the, the name calling. The bitches and the whores called her a straight up whore. She did. Like, that, that's my job is to call Black China a whore. You know what I mean? I don't know nothing about her. You're her mother. Right. Like, there was a part that I don't think was in that video clip that I showed you, but she got in the car and was like, you know, I, I don't care if that bitch died, basically. You know what I mean? That bitch couldn't kill herself. You know what I mean? I don't give a fuck. Now, she tried to play that off and was like, oh, that's just Baltimore talk. You know what I mean? Or some shit like that. It was like mm-hmm. a turn of phrase or something like that. <laughs> Even if it was a turn of phrase, that shit ain't cool. Right. You should never say that as 
a mother to someone, you should never want to wish death on your child. If you truly love them, like you say you do. Exactly. I don't think that, it's not that I don't think Tokyo Tony, well, I don't know if she loves Black China like I that. don't know. I mean, like I was telling you the other day, she had just posted on Instagram that China had an abortion from Future. Like she was pregnant with Future's child and China had the abortion and she ki- China killed her grandchild. And it's like, now you care about a grandchild? And you already have a grandchild. Two of them. Like, and then know. she was talking about how she's going to write a book and she's going to tell everything that she knows. Well, she's going to write that book because she need that money. Money, exactly. Like, that, all she sees is cash when she looks at China. And she she's she's really riding the back of China's coattails. She is. You and she has I mean? been for years. If it's true that she's been prostituting her out since she was 16. It's just, it's, it's like, it was just an ugly ass. Like, that's a situation. That should really be a nice you know, bulletin board material for any new and upcoming parent. Like the right. fact that China's in her thirties, you know, and she's like close to thirty or in her thirties, something I like that. I think she's in her thirties. She has to be. Um, her mom is way too old. Like, I don't right. know how fucking old she is, but she's way too old for them to be arguing like two fucking teenagers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The whole the bitch out fucking, you know, getting it in your face. You know what I'm saying? Ready to fight your kid. Right. Like as an adult, you ready to fight your child? First of all. I don't know who got the most hands, Tony or Black China, right? But that's not something that I really want to find out Mm-mm. when it comes to my daughter. And on and and really putting that out, like now, t- I think Tony said there were things that were cut out for the show purposes to try to make her look bad. It doesn't Bitch, matter. You made yourself look bad. Right. What we saw was you looking bad. Now I now China, I don't you know some of the thing, maybe the blowing of the smoke thing wasn't the smartest thing to do when she took her vape kind of blew it up because she was very nonchalant like i don't give a fuck mm-hmm. now me personally i didn't blame her you know right. what i mean i felt bad for shorty like i really did because i'm like yo if i came in and had i've had a heart to have a help excuse me i've had to have a heart to heart like with my pops mm-hmm. when i came back to, to iron some shit out from when we was you know when i was younger you know what i mean but our conversation went way smoother <laughs> than that. We sat there. He poured a drink. I poured a drink. We and sat. then he honestly, he was probably respectful with you. Like so, from watching the video, China or Tony came in with an attitude. Ready she to didn't go. even want to look at China when China was sitting in the chair. Like, okay, mom, let's have this conversation. Mm-hmm. She wasn't even engaged or being respectful. And I'm sure when your dad, you and your dad decided to sit down, he approached you and treated you like a man that the man that you are. No, we had a yeah. It was was a nice conversation you know what i mean i said my mm-hmm. piece he said his i mean he was kind of there were some things that he's still disagreed with you know what i mean now in the future we i have more arguments when it came to my stepmother than it did to my dad because they're they're, they're going to that 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 point that they don't think that they did anything wrong. Mm-hmm. I think that's what Tony thinks as well. Right. I didn't do shit wrong. You know what I mean? I raised you. That's my that was my job and I accomplished that. You're ungrateful she said the word ungrateful. Mm-hmm. Like bitch how am I ungrateful when you asking me for money? Right. You know what I'm saying? What have you provided for me that I am ungrateful about? Mm-hmm. Everything she's trying to said, everything I've earned. You know, you wasn't out, you wasn't out here sucking dick to get this shit. That was me. I put my I'm knees dancing. in jeopardy. You know what I'm saying for all of that type of shit. Right. You know what I mean? I took the back shots to get where Got I needed my to body go. Done. You know what I mean? To put my shit under the knife to get to where I'm at today. I didn't see you there lifting me up, pushing me up the pole. You right. know what I'm saying? I didn't see you over there like midsummer pushing me behind the back on Tiger. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't see you with that shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I'm ungrateful. Right. Like, the whole, that whole situation was just, the video was just negative. And yeah. it, it showed a very negative light on black culture. I really wish, I, you know how I'm, I don't like reality TV. Mm-hmm. I think reality TV, I mean, it's, it's purely poison. for entertainment. Yeah. But 
it shows a side of black culture in the black society that I don't think necessarily needs to be televised with as much shit that gets talked on us on a daily fucking basis. It mm-hmm. gives credence to the shit that your opposers be fucking talking about. Like, look at those animals. Look, look, at, look at them. Look what happened when you get niggas money. Right. They don't know how to fucking act. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that, I don't know. You got anything else to say about that shit? Because there was a lot to take in. That's an eight-minute video. Right. I don't, I don't know. know. It's just, it's just sad. I think just... China should have scraped her? No. I don't think she should have hit her with Just her. kicked her out of her house. Punch you her can leave my house now. You got a little bit too close. You, it's, It takes... I don't know, man. One too many of the getting this close to my face type mm-hmm. shit, like nose to nose. I know she was spitting too. Like that's what she said. She was spitting on her. That's why she was wiping her face. Dog, I, I don't know, man. Like a quick shoulder <laughs> check. You know what I mean? Like right. I don't know. That was excessive. It really was. But I mean, just one point that I wanted to add in regard to like black families is that buying things doesn't substitute the mental and emotional support that children still need. Like me growing up, I got whatever I want. It was never a question of if you want something, you can have it. Mm -hmm. But I feel like the mental support was a little lacking Mm -hmm. where it could have been. Now, I do feel like I probably could have went to my parents and just said things to them, talked to them if I needed to. Mm -hmm. But sometimes... As a parent, I wish they would have noticed things and came to me first and been like, you know, hey, what's going on? Do you need to talk about this? Mm. I noticed these changes in your personality or I noticed these changes in your life. What's going on? Let's Mm. talk about it. But it was never anything like that. So not saying that they were neglectful or they weren't there. It just felt like I could have had more mental and emotional support versus the physical things that they would buy for me. I think that's what we miss as a community as a whole is mental i mean even when it comes down to mental illness and 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 your well-being anxiety Mm -hmm. depression and stuff that we overlook because you can't be that and be black at the same time you know what Mm -hmm. i mean you have to be strong it's this weird mindset where figure the figure it out mindset Mm -hmm. you know what i mean um and it's it's changing i will say that this generation has really put an emphasis on mental health Mm -hmm. and um i hope that that translate to their kids. It's a slow right. process. You know what I mean? Right. Maybe the next 20 to 25 years, we'll see a new generation who is ment- are mentally healthy, of kids mm-hmm. who are mentally healthy and are able to- And have you that know, support. Have the support and be able to put that onto their kids. You right. know what I mean? Um, but those those 80s babies and those 60s kid babies, you know what I mean? Our parents and stuff like that, it's a, it's a mentality that's going to have to change. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. So speaking of things that, well, shit, that's a terrible segue. Let's talk about man, I, I fucked that up. I thought I had it. Like, I thought I had it. I was plotting on it. I was hoping you would say some shit like, yeah, segue worthy, but nah, you that did. Wasn't it. Um, something else I did want to talk about that was going on through the week, I think presents a very interesting conversation. Um, me and you had. It was about Nicole Murphy and Antoine Fuqua. Mm-hmm. Kissing cousins. That ain't cousins, but still. Kissing friends. Kissing friends. Family um, friends. You don't know who Nicole Murphy is. I didn't either. Had to go ahead and look her up. Apparently, she was really? Eddie Murphy's. Yeah. Nick. You didn't know she. What does she do? She's Eddie Murphy's ex-wife. She's just beautiful. Oh, okay. Yeah, she was nothing. <laughs> right. Um, she was spotted kissing on uh, director Antoine Fuqua, who's made some really good fucking movies. All right. By the way, uh, I think Training Day was one of the movies that he directed. Yeah. Um. I could be wrong. Fact check me on Twitter if you want to. Uh, but she was spotted kissing uh, Antoine Fuqua not once but twice. And okay? apparently this isn't the first husband that she's kissed on. Apparently. Um, and if you don't know, since uh, Skylar just jumped ahead, Antoine Fuqua is married, right? Um, 
from what we know to Leela Rashawn. If you don't know who Leela Rashawn is, I did know who she was, right? <laughs> because she actually does something because she's an actress. Um, movies like Waiting to Excel. She was on Any Given Sunday. She was Sunshine, the beautiful Sunshine in Harlem Nights. Mm-hmm. You know, man, the one that had my man's calling his wife up like, hey, babe, tell the kids I'm not coming home. You know what I mean? Like, she had, boy, she was bad as hell. Anyway, um, but... They were, they were spotted kissing not once, but twice. Mm-hmm. And apparently, um, at first, once confronted about it, you know, TMZ got out of flicks because, you know, stalkers. Um, she came out she came out at first and was like, you know, uh, we're just friends. Initially said that they're family friends. Mm-hmm. Now, this was, if you've seen the photos, where you been at, right? If you haven't seen them, I mean. They were kissing. It was a strong kiss. You know what I mean? It wasn't, like, I have family friends who are females, and we don't, like, we don't kiss. I don't not like that. And right. not twice. Like it was once and then it was twice. It was right. two pictures. You know what I'm saying? Um, but then she came out, Nicole, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and read the quiz out. She said, quote to TMZ, um, without going into the entire situation, I want to apologize to my family and Leela and the Fuqua family for what transpired. Uh, it was not my intention to be in this situation. I do not condone women kissing or interacting in any way inappropriately with a married man. I, too, was once married and would never intentionally undermine another woman, despite what has been written. Um, it's like you said, she was married to Eddie Murphy, but way to backtrack, right? Now, it was, um, uh, who, who can, whose husband was she kissing on? Uh, Lisa, Lisa Ray. Yeah. Lisa Ray came out and was like, nah, bitch, like, you, you tried my <laughs> husband in the past, you know what I'm saying? She came out mm-hmm. twice and said that, once on Instagram, and then she came out and said it to TMZ, to Brat. Mm-hmm confirmed it like she doubled yeah, down sisters. on it you know what i mean she was like yeah i remember mm-hmm. and she pulled that move um but but the conversation that's been floating around on social media is if you haven't seen leela rashawn waiting to excel like she's still a very beautiful woman right um but in waiting to excel she was a lot smaller very right petite. a little more feet a little more fit feet fit um looked a lot more like nicole murphy does now than than leela but than, than leela does now but mm-hmm. leela's a little bit on the big on the heftier side yeah about 100 plus pounds heavier yeah so um now you told me that she had like yeah she had very two complicated pregnancies in which she developed a autoimmune autoimmune disease i thought she had like um, lup- didn't she say like lupus or something like that I think that is autoimmune is it? disease. I don't, I'm not a doctor. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck lupus is. But. but I don't know. I think, like, due to her current medical complications now and the mm-hmm. medication she has to take, that's mm-hmm. led to her weight gain mm-hmm. and difficulty in losing weight. Okay, so there's context. Because what the internet is talking shit about is basically, and the question that I want to pose to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were saying... Nicole, if you've seen Nicole Murphy, she's she's beautiful still, right? She's fit, you know what I mean? She's stacked. Life is good. Leela was like that. Now she's not. Mm-hmm. People weren't really blaming Antoine Fuqua, I think, the way that they should have. Right. Um, they were saying, as a woman, you should not allow yourself to let yourself go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They got this fit. He's a fit man, if you don't know what he looks like. He's nice and buff and cut yeah. and all that type of stuff. Him and Nicole Murphy look like two people who would probably be together. They do. Um, and they were saying that she shouldn't have let herself go. Like, what do you kind of expect? You know what I mean? When a woman, you know, transforms like that, you know, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Now, the question is, does that constitute cheating? Or does that give kind of an excuse or credence or legitimacy to him finding desires and temptations 
within other women. Go. <laughs> no. Um, I feel like there's never an excuse, leeway, justification, anything along those lines for cheating. Um, I feel like if you are in a space where you are feeling yourself being attracted to other women or, you know, you're no longer attracted to me per se, maybe it's time to start talking about what we need to do. Um, do we need to separate? Do you want to help me get back to where I was? Um, things along those lines. Um, I just, I don't ever want to give an excuse for cheating ever. Mm. Like, like you said previously, there are situations where it makes it easier to be tempted into the lips or arms or whatever of another woman that is beautiful and attractive. I can understand that. But as a man, I feel like you should do everything with, especially a married man, you should do everything within your power to stay faithful to your wife because you took a vow to be with her for better and for worse. We were together for the better. You ain't have no problem. And now that I'm in the worst, now it's a problem. Like, I feel like you need to do more than just run into the arms of another woman just because I done gained a little bit of weight. Like, that's so shallow. That's so shallow. Oh, it's it's one hundred percent shallow. I mean, attraction. We, we uh, first of all, I'll I'll start it like this, right? So, cheating is wrong. Okay, always. You can't always. Okay, cheating is wrong in context. Always, sure. <laughs> right. What I can find, look, there's some instances where I'm kind of like, like, okay, yeah, it's kind of fucked up, but you eh. can understand. Yeah, I can understand. Uh, and I mean, a man that I do follow on Facebook, or I'm friends with him on Facebook, he did make a good point to where sometimes when you come to a woman and say, hey, babe, you know, I'm not feeling this no more. I'm no longer attracted to you. Can we get a divorce or can we work out some type of separation or something? From jump, she is going to get pissed the fuck off at you. And if y'all got kids, she might take the kids. She might put you on child support. If we're getting a divorce, you now have to pay alimony. So I do understand why men may feel it's easier to creep and cheat um, and think they're going to get away with it. Because you won't have to deal with any of the ramifications or the wrath of your wife. I ain't afraid of the wrath. Like, there's a so separate the way I feel about you mm-hmm. from attraction, okay? Like, you can care about ugly people. Believe that. You know what I mean? You can care about people who you don't find physically attractive. Mm-hmm. But in a relationship, normally, I'll say nine times out of ten, discounting maybe asexuals, right? You're kind of attracted to your mate. Like, that's something that brought y'all together is the fact that you found something within them attractive, mm-hmm. right? Like, Seal has had women before. I've never heard his exes call him ugly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's somebody for everybody. Somebody feels like you are the baddest motherfucking person on the planet. Right. Period. But attraction does fold into what a, re- a relationship, right? Right. So if you start to transform, for lack of a better term, <laughs> right, into something that's a little bit different, I still might care about you, the person, 
emotionally, mentally, but when you're I no look at you, you're no I'm no longer attracted to you. Meaning mm-hmm. that the portion of the relationship, which is from a sexual and intimate standpoint, is going to start to suffer mm-hmm. from that. Now, that's not an excuse, but we can't pretend like that doesn't exist. Right. Okay. Like just because oh, you've been we've been together for so long, like what do you mean getting pissed? What are you mad at me for? Mm-hmm. Like I'm telling you the truth. I don't get mad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um but when I sit there and say that there's things that I can understand, right? My, my mentality when I was a young tyke and uh, kind of to this day, it's modified a little bit. But if you feel the, ne- the need to cheat, just break up. Mm-hmm. But I understand now that that's easier said than done. Right. When you put in time into a relationship, when you put in assets, kids, things like that, mm-hmm. it's not so easy, especially when you're married. Right. Marriage, people got to understand, is a legal binding document. Okay, Mm -hmm. there's ramifications for you fucking up. You know what I mean? Um, Legal ramifications. Ask what alimony is. Go ahead and Google it. Right. Um, Child child support, like you said, is another one. Um, Asset forfeiture. Right. Her taking half of your shit Mm -hmm. like that. These are all things that can be done if you end up breaking that damn contract, which is marriage. Right. I don't think you should get you should approach marriage like a business right but you should understand that it kind of is right um now that being said i i kind of like there's some like i said there's some ways where i'm like okay it's kind of fucked up that you stepped out and you cheated but notice i say like it's kind of fucked up right because i i get it so if you're let's if you got a little bit bigger you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Over time. I feel like it's a man's responsibility. Okay. If you're, if you're, there's something about you that's not, the attraction is being lost. Right. Cause you know, with time comes complacency. Right. right. You don't feel like you need to, you're not out there chasing or trying to gain or garner the attraction of men. So, you know, what's the point of me going out and working out? I already got the nigga. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What's the point in me, you know, making sure my hair is done most of the time. I already got the nigga. Making right. sure my nails, you know, my makeup's done or whatever the fuck it is. Right. The stuff that you used to do, you don't do that anymore. Right. Um, and that's something that I think a lot of married people feel, but they don't really know how to handle that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's up to a man. It's a responsibility, right? For me as well as you. For, first of all, it's self-awareness for you. Right. right? To sit there and say, yes, I... Like you got the man, but you still have to keep the man. Right. You know what I mean? It's a, and that's what makes relationships fun. It's finding new ways to, you know, make the relationship a little bit different, or right. finding ways to make things exciting. Right. For you and your partner again. Right. Because you, know I mean? you guys live together. You're with each other every right. single day, so things can get a little stale, a, a little, little boring. Bit, but you know, it's it's up to you to sit there and say, okay, well, you know. Yeah, I get it. Like kids, right? Kids mm-hmm. happen. I get a little bit big from the kids. Like, nigga, shut the fuck up. I just had your baby. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck do you expect? Well, I expect you to kind of go back into the gym a little bit afterwards if you're able to, if you're physically right. able to. But it's Or to- even if you can't even work out, it'd be like, hey, let's incorporate these healthier meals into well, that's our... that's what I'm trying to get to. I think right. it's up to a... Well, that's self-awareness, though. Like, you can't... Yeah. Most... I mean, you have to make that decision, too. True. If I don't, I think, for me, it's up to a man to sit there and say, be honest, yo, you can't... You know, it's getting a little bit... You know, there's a, there's a tactful way to do it, right? But... Hey, let's let's start working out a little bit more. Hey, let's go ahead and change our lifestyle. We've both changed, or you know, you've you've changed from what I've known. Um, but to be fair, a lot of women can't swallow that pill. That's like not if a my man, fucking. How's that? No, I'm not saying it's your <laughs> fault, but I'm just saying if mm. a man, so, so if you were to, well, I'm different. If a, if some men were to come to their women and say that, a lot of women would take it personally. So what am either, I supposed to do about that? No, I say still do that. But, but I feel I'm like just, that's an that's a that's a 
that reality mm-hmm. is an entrapment is to which leads to niggas just stepping out it's easier for me to just go fuck somebody else right. real quick it than is. for me to come to you with the truth because you can't handle the goddamn truth and that's things that women have to accept and but they work won't on. because here's the opposite well you're with me for better or for worse you're supposed mm-hmm. to like you just said like i'm at my worst now you're still supposed to ride out with me like what the f- like so much responsibility in terms of keeping the relationship on track is up to the man, mm-hmm. right? And then when men, I don't. That's why I said sometimes I kind of get it. Like if you're not, I'm not saying this is a this is the situation with Antoine Fuqua and and Leah Rashawn, but let's say we used to we used to fuck you know on a consistent basis. You know what I mean? You know three four times a week, mm-hmm. right? And then the years go by and you know man we had sex maybe like twice a week. And then maybe like once a week and then maybe like once every other week and then maybe like once a month. Right. But I'm still a man. It's not like I'm not trying. You're just not giving it up. Not in the mood. You know what I mean? I got the kids. Niggas is tired. Blah, blah, blah. There's relationships that that happen. Right. right? Uh, what, what am I supposed to do? You better get you a pocket pussy. What you? That, so, <laughs> so, so, so I have to find the alternative. That's what I'm saying. And now it's up to me. Oh no, nigga, you figure it out. You know what I mean? Fuck what I fuck me me recognizing that I'm the one who's changed. That mm-hmm. I'm the one who's kind of twist up the lifestyle. Just accept it because you're just with me. Like that's bullshit. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's no. I do bullshit. feel like that's unfair. So that's a situation. If a nigga sat there and told me that, like, bro, we only fucking like once a month, maybe. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this this little young bitch came through and was just ready to throw it at me. I'm, I kind of don't blame you, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really kind of don't. And then what am I supposed to do? Because it's not like I haven't told you, babe. Let's let's fuck. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, but you're denying me. You're denying that. In a relationship, it's not a given. Like, your pussy does not have to be given to me. Like, it's not. you're not obligated to give me shit. Right. You're right. But don't get mad. Because <laughs> that's something that I want. That's something that I enjoy in the relationship. It's intimacy. It's something that makes me fucking feel good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That might sound a little selfish, right? A little misogynistic coming from my standpoint. But imagine if the tables were turned and you were, you know, you were a woman with a very active libido, right? And you was ready to throw it down on your man at any point. And he was just like, nah, nah, I'm cool. The first thing you like, think is, oh, nigga, you cheating on me? Yeah, like, wait, you don't want this pussy no Like, more? no, no, no. Like... Oh, but it's a problem when the <laughs> man doesn't want to fuck. Mm-hmm. But if it's the woman, I'm not obligated to give you anything. What if I was my energy? I'm not obligated to give you no dick. You better go find you a dildo. No, it's cool. I'm going to find me a dildo with a bitch attached to it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or something like that. I'm going to go ahead and find... Yeah, like, double you just standards. Don't, just don't... It's a clear double standard. But I feel like in... The, in I'm not saying in this situation because I think in... I don't know what he told her. Like, there's right. a rumor floating around that he was told her that um they broke it up. Like, they weren't together or something like oh, that. Oh, the two, they're not... They're separated? That's what the rumor mill that he told her. Oh, told that, Nicole. Yeah, oh, that okay. they weren't together anymore. So blah blah blah. Maybe he was spinning that 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 shit. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I I haven't seen anything confirming or denying that that was the case. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not even saying he's not completely blameless in that effect, right? Because as a nigga, to me, as a nigga that fit, unless there's something physically wrong with your wife at that point where she just has the inability to lose weight, and I know that there's some women out there like that who is mm-hmm. just very, very difficult for them to lose weight. Yeah, depending on, like, medications right. or genetics or exactly. anything. Exactly, yeah. right. You know, I understand that might be a little bit difficult, but I find it kind of weird. Like, okay, nigga, you're kind of a buff-ass dude. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can't... 
encourage your wife to go right you can't and like even if she can't go like 100 percent, something 30 minutes in the gym is still better than sitting on the couch true like you're still doing something true so i mean we don't know the dynamics of their relationship i just but i feel like i mean to answer to go back to that question though of should the woman like is it legitimate like should the woman what or is it legitimate for a man to do that once a woman kind of lets herself go? Mm-hmm. I think legitimate would be the wrong word to use. Mm-hmm. I think it would be understandable yeah. if that's the case. Now, in their case, I'm on the I'm on the page of, I don't think she looked terrible in, in, in all. She got a little double chin going on now, you know yeah. what I mean? She's a little fluffy. A little fluffy, you know what I mean? Um, but one thing that I didn't like, though, is how people were sharing her older pictures of how she looked in the 90s and was just like, how could he cheat on this? And it's like, she doesn't look, look like, like that, that right anymore. now. So it's kind of irrelevant to say, oh, you had this beautiful ass woman. Yeah, that's what you used to wanted. be. Right, yeah, Let I me pull up that. pictures of Lil' Kim back when she oh, was God. normal looking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now... You know, and it's like a, it's kind of like a slap in the face to be like, yeah, this is how you used to look. I don't see how he could cheat on that. But it's like you're not showing any pictures of how I look right now. Right. So you can you're saying you can understand why he's cheating on me now because I'm this big old fluffy thing. Now let me let me let me let me hook my nigga Antoine Fuqua up real quick and get up <laughs> off of him and put that blame back on Nicole Murphy, right? Okay. Because let me yeah. tell you where she fucked up. Mm-hmm. Family friends. When you come out and say some shit like that, you sound like a liar. Yeah. You feel me? You sound like you're trying to hide up something that you were fully aware of. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If she came out with, like she did with the second statement, you know what I mean? Like, I never intended for this shit to happen. You know what I mean? There's circumstances that I don't want to get into right now, blah, blah, blah. At least it leaves a room for speculation. Like, okay, maybe did he tell her some shit that he wasn't, you know, that he yeah. wasn't married anymore? Something like that. When you come out and straight up say, yeah, we were family friends. And then you backtrack it. And it's like, wait a minute. It makes it seem like you knew. Right. So there's some homeworkers out there. Oh, yeah, for sure. You feel what I'm saying? That I, look like Nicole Murphy. That are Alicia beautiful Keys women. Is one of them. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah, yeah. Damn, <laughs> niggas forgot about that shit, huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. That's one of them. So, I mean, there's women out there who are complete homebreakers. Now, men, self-control. Yeah. Self-control. I mean, but sometimes again, the dick takes over. The, you can't the think temptation of is legitimate no though, i understand right but would you have the same energy if the roles were reversed so yes. if he got fat yes okay why wouldn't i okay i'm just making sure why wouldn't i come on man i'm i'm consi- one thing i am i'm consistent okay like if you started to lose yourself and she was up around these buff ass niggas you know what i mean who was in their sexy flexy ass motherfuckers all old and greased up shamar Moore looking ass <laughs> light-skinned niggas who fall nice and soft and all that type of stuff cashmere v-neck sweat wearing motherfuckers right i'm not getting mad at you like damn i get it <laughs> especially if you up keeping yourself making sure you're nice and fly you stepping out blah 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 now you can have the same now the question is would the women have the same fucking energy that Probably they're trying not. to give the and fuck no they wouldn't yeah like well look at you nigga you don't slipped up blah 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 you better learn how to keep a woman all this other type of shit but it's never the opposite so i don't really if 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 that was the case with Antoine Fuqua, mm-hmm. if it was that, you know, he's noticing his wife is letting herself go a little bit, they've been together for a long time now, you know what I mean? The relationship might be getting stale, sexually in the bedroom, all that type of stuff, and you got this little, she's not young, but you got a little tenderoni walking up on you, ready to throw the titties at your face, you know what I mean? Temptation, it makes temptation easier. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make it right. Let me say that again. It doesn't make it right. It, it makes, makes it easier. easier. But and that's what I'm saying. So, 
in a re- my thing when it came to relationships and issues in relationships is there's always a party. Well, most of the time, there's always a party that's wronger than the other party, right? It's more wrong than the other party. But there's guilt on both. Exactly. Okay. There's some type of blank. There's some type of self-assessment that you should be able to take in with you that says, okay, what did I possibly do to foster this environment? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when people cheat, so one thing I always say, okay, when they cheat, are they ain't shit ass niggas? Maybe, sure, but assess yourself real quick and Mm -hmm. be honest with yourself which is the most difficult thing for any person to do is to look in the mirror and tell themselves the truth about themselves right right? it hurts it hurts when you realize you ain't shit right so you look in the mirror and say maybe i fostered the environment which pushed him to doing this have i pushed him away have i been have i been his peace or have I been his fucking headache? You know what I mean? <laughs> Women and men. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Have I given her all that I need to? Am I providing the way that I should mentally, emotionally, physically, all that type of shit, right? Mm-hmm. You have to do a nice self-assessment and say, right. maybe I really wasn't. Now, doesn't make their actions any less excusable. You know what I mean? Or inexcusable. So if you cheat, you cheat it. You fucked up. You know what I mean? Especially when you're married, right? You cheat, you cheat it. You fucked up. But maybe let me take a look at what I did, because I think there's always room for retribution. Now, I am not one that really like I'm I don't know. I feel like there's situations in which cheating isn't necessarily excusable, but can easily be forgiven. Right. It's it's sex at the end of the day is mm-hmm. it doesn't produce babies at the end. Like it's just it's just fucking sex. We've all had some of us have had a lot of it and it hasn't altered our fucking lifestyle in any way, shape or form. Right. It can be the same way. I, but I think it's all circumstantial. Hear me out. I see you looking at me funny. Right, because if you go fuck another bitch, it's over. Yeah, we've been in a relationship for what, <laughs> four years now? Now, if you got in a relationship for 25, you just going to tap out like that? Yes, and I'm oh, coming that quick. for everything you got. Oh, that quick? Yes. That's what's up. That's so nice you better to know. keep your dick to yourself. I mean, I don't plan on it. You know what I mean? Like going out there and doing my own thing. You know what I mean? Shut the fuck up. You keep throwing jabs at me and shit. But I also don't fucking believe you. Nope. I'm not saying that I'm going to go ahead and try test this theory, right? But I'm saying if you put, if I put 20 years of emotional effort, now would it hurt a lot more? Sure. Mm -hmm. You would just be so easy to hit stop and reset your entire life. That's 20 years of your life you can't get over, over random pussy no man i don't believe in 20 you. years i will be 49 and you're so i can glad easily no no fuck <laughs> I'm no it's not easily shoes it's and not i'm gonna go get me a see, young little see, thing see, see, and i'm about to live it, it up because my kids will be you making grown. you're talking so much <laughs> shit and i know that that's not the truth Right. For myself, I feel the same. If you if it were 20 years down, if it would happen like tomorrow, Mm -hmm. it's a lot easier for me to leave you now than it is for me to leave you 20 years from now with kids, with assets, with all that type of shit. Okay, Mm -hmm. you stepped out. Why did you go ahead and step out? Mm -hmm. Right. Let's figure that shit the fuck out first. Then once we figure that out, maybe there's some retribution in that motherfucker. 
You never goddamn know. Right. You really don't. But you can't sit there and just say, nope, 20 years from now, I just know for a fact I'm stepping out and throwing this cougar coochie on anybody who steps the fuck up. You don't know. First of all, you don't even know niggas will want your old ass at that point. <laughs> you all used up kids and coochie. All you done got piped for 20 straight years That's, by some other nigga. Well, hopefully no, 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 there's no, no. a new Dr. Miami it's cool. that can revamp it's this cool. pussy you up. Can and we revamp just, what? I'm going to do cut uh, the Mama clitoris. D makeover. That's all you're going to do is cut the lady. Mama you can't D. tighten that shit. You're going to drop some vinegar in the bathtub. Actually, there is a way. Tighten that coochie up. Man, nobody want to tighten. Nobody want that shit. You don't know. Nobody want that prepackaged pussy. <laughs> like, nobody's want that shit. <laughs> nobody want. Come on, now we're in the car. Show me the Carfax. Let me see what's on that shit. How many? Damn, bitch. Twenty-five years, three kids. I don't know. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know. Let me see how the mileage run. Uh, be like Diddy and take my daughter's boyfriend. Just saying, you shit. don't fuck, but you don't. No, it's it's a lot of emotion that gets yeah. tied up into that. That doesn't it make does. it that fucking easy to no, leave. I know. You know what I'm saying? So we talk a lot of shit, but again, not advocating anything. Because if you get 20, 25 years down the line, you might as well just stick it out, bro. You know what I mean? You're closer to death than anything. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> there's no reason to really switch it. 49? Huh? We close to death? Dog, you're like, you're closer to death than birth? Yeah. What are you talking about? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Just a gloomy way to look at it. Well, I'm not saying think of it as death. I'm just saying, like, right now, what do I say right now? I'm closer to 30 and 21. Yeah. Because it's a fact. What the fuck? <laughs> you be always trying to look all introspective, and it's just a gloomy way to look at it. I didn't say die next year, or you were. I said you're closer to death than you are to getting born. Not true. True, true. I don't even want to talk about it anyway, man. Because you just ruined it. Because I know for, you wouldn't do that shit. <laughs> you wouldn't do that shit. And I don't know how long. They've they been married, I think, since like the 90s. Yeah. Or something like that. I think it's like 20-something it's years. It's been over 20 years. Yeah. Like, she deleted her Instagram and all that type of stuff. Yeah, she she dropped all of media. it. I don't know if they even going to still be together. It might be painful enough. See, both sides are legitimate though you have to admit both if she chose either option right mm -hmm. i don't like bitches who get mad at women for sticking in their relationships you know what i mean just because you can't get over a speed bump bitch don't mean that i can't right. you know what i'm saying and i also don't get mad at women who are like this hurts too much emotionally i can't stick around for this type of stuff because i'm gonna constantly think about it i have to go ahead and separate mm -hmm. i think both are legitimate right. male and female right? right both are legitimate but the one is a possibility which is sticking in and i think that's one no, that's is. more you know, that happens more often than not. Like, if what if a man comes back and he's actually remorseful about some shit? You know what I mean? You never... If one... No, personally, I've witnessed that. A couple, a couple have, has been together for years. Mm. Like, they got married in their teenage years, and, mm. you know, he cheated on her, and they've worked past it over the years, and they're still together. So, I, I mean, it is possible. I know a couple, but I don't, I don't say it. But, you right, know, not... I've seen some shit, you know what I mean, out right. there with people who have done some questionable things and then I stuck it in right it happens but it doesn't it's not like a it shouldn't I don't think it should be an automatic I think it should be something that needs to be thought about because mm. then again we put to me we always put way too much value on sex right sex mm. is something that can you can you can gain an emotional attachment with anyone but that requires work it requires time it requires foundation building it's a mm. lot more difficult you can stick your dick in anything you can throw your coochie on literally anything at any point at any time in any day, right? Right. It's it ha it's the anatomy of humanity. Like it's literally why it's there for both of them for to do that act. We take it so we automatically associate sex and emotion so fucking quick. You know what I'm saying? Now, I've always said that as a man, men can fuck and forget. Mm -hmm. Women cannot for some reason. You know what I'm saying? Or they can. Some of them can. 
Many cannot. Many cannot. Right. All right. But a lot more men can fucking forget. We put way too much association with sex and emotion. That's why I say 20 years down the line, right, for me, it's sex. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it can be rectified. It is not the end of the world. Where it becomes is when you have shit like kids that come out of it because that's a burden. Now, that's an attachment that came from that. Mm-hmm. But if you, you dodge the bullet and you just sit there and smashed and left. What about nothing, repeat smashing? Well, then that's consistency at that point. Okay. Like, that's when it's consistent. That's when it becomes an issue because repeating requires time. Mm-hmm. Time requires effort. Effort can lead to emotion. Then it becomes legitimate. Mm-hmm. If I fuck one time on a, on a, on a you know, a night I went out the niggas, I was partying, you know what I'm saying? I had a little bit too much to drink. Shorty threw it on me, I, you know, and I happened to smash it. And I wake up the next day and I'm like, no. You know what I mean? Made a mistake because legitimate mistakes happen. You know what I mean? Temptation is real. It's mm-hmm. real for fucking everyone. I don't give a fuck what y'all say. We had a beef a, co- a while ago and I was talking about like Rihanna and shit like that. Yeah, like you where you give said me no free if pass. I would leave you. Yeah, if you would leave me if I smash Rihanna. You know fucking free passes. I don't give a right, fuck who it is. But I'm just saying, that <laughs> is the ultimate temptation. It is very hard for niggas to get rid of some shit like that. Just like, I know I know you talk a lot of shit, right? You were mm-hmm. a huge Chris Brown fan when you grew up, right? Chris Brown came in sexy flexy with his, you know what I'm saying? With he his, looks a little weird little, now. He looks a little weird. Like when he took he the hair like off, crackhead. let's say regular, I like the way he looks Chris, <laughs> right? He came in. I'm not saying that I would be acceptable of it, mm-hmm. but I can kind of get it. It's 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 an upper. It's an, there's levels to this shit. Mm-hmm. Not the bitch. Not the nigga down the street. You know what I'm saying? Who said who the weed man down the block who happens to look okay? You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, there's levels to this type of shit, and temptation is real, and it's hard for people to succumb to a lot of temptation. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's temptation on a lot of different forms, sexually, materialistically, emotionally. There's a lot of temptation. Sometimes it's easier to just say, fuck you mm-hmm. and no, when and you check all away. the boxes, right? But right. all the boxes in your relationship need to be checked. If one of them boxes ain't checked, it makes it a lot easier for you to get tempted, right? Yeah. Or you could just dead the temptation. Like you said, if you're out with your boys and Shorty is throwing an ass at you, why don't you push her uh, with again, her head away from you again, like, if it, and it's get yourself easy, out of that situation if, for if you to regular, continue to be tempted. If an everyday bitch came up and did it, it's a lot easier than if Rihanna came and started dirty whining on my dick. Alright? <laughs> it's a lot e- Like, it's Rihanna. Like, it's... I don't know, Bay would never do it. I don't speak ill on anybody's husband or wife, you know what I mean? But if Bay came up and did... Like, that's Bay. You know what I'm saying? There's levels. There's levels I guess. To and I then guess again, if Drake came go out back. smelling good as shit, like, I'd have a conversation. You had a conversation. And you know what? If you came in as like, I had a conversation with Drake, I'd be like, you had a conversation with Drake? <laughs> you had a fuck? And then I'd be like, okay, you had, you had a conversation with Drake. Like, not like not Drake Richardson, you know what I'm saying, from 31st Street, but you had a conversation with Aubrey Graham. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, did you fuck him? Uh, no. Okay. Did you, oh, yeah, you did? Now, I'm like, no, okay, go ahead and leave. Now you're kind it. of a groupie. You know what I mean? But that's four years. <laughs> 20 years from now, if we were 20 years deep and it had Drake, I'm like, all right, bitch. It was his Drake. You know what I mean? You old and shit. Like, of course. He you know, old. Whatever. Like... No, anyway, I'm fucking with you. <laughs> Speaking of rappers. That's a good trade. Like, that. that's a, that's a segue that for better? your ass. I set that up, though. Um, Let's talk about ASAP before we get up out of here. You want to talk about ASAP real quick? Yeah, Let's poor talk about ASAP. ASAP. Free ASAP. Free money ASAP. Um, now, we, we talked about this, I think, in the last episode. Um, mm-hmm. what, the way I felt about ASAP Rocky. A lot of people uh, 
kind of um don't give a fuck i had another argument this week again i think the dumbest position for people to take is the whole can't relate asap meaning you kind of don't give a fuck about his situation um but and it just ties back into what you were saying previously about how when black people get money they're expected to give back or use their platform to yeah if you don't remember, I'm not going to pull up the statement again because it was too long, but basically ASAP said he can't relate to the stuff that was going on in Ferguson. When asked about Ferguson, he was like, I'm a rich nigga. I get in draws. You know what I mean? I'm, worried, I'm in Calabasas. You know what I mean? I'm in California. Worry about myself. Yep. I don't want to speak to speak to that shit because I can't relate to it. Mm-hmm. He followed up in a breakfast club. Now I kind of want to pull the quote up because I don't want to misquote it because um, it's actually a, uh, it, it gives some context to this shit. Hold on. Let me see if I can find it, John, real quick. Uh... And if you don't know, Donald Trump also said that he would be uh, reaching out to the prime minister of Sweden to discuss. He said um, that a co- like last week and then the prime minister of Sweden. Right, was, said he didn't reach out to me. Well, no. And he said that. And he also said, I can't do shit. It's our justice system. Like, it's the way Sweden's justice system is set up mm-hmm. to where I can't just pull somebody. Just like in America, you can't just pull somebody out of fucking of a trial. That's what the trial's for. You can exonerate based on evidence and stuff like that but you can't just say okay you're re- throw the case out mm-hmm. i can't that that's a that's a you know a misuse of power but the the follow-up quote that um asap rocky said in the breakfast club he was like i just get upset and what i was really trying to say was like yo i just hate when the bandwagon stuff starts i mean how come you know black lives only matter when police take them when a police officer takes it it should be like black lives it should matter when a black life take it you know what I mean? It should always matter. All lives should matter. So let's talk logically for a second. What he said makes sense. Yeah. Right? We get uprage and outroar. And I said this in the Nipsey Hustle episode that I had with my homeboy, uh, my homeboy Hood. And I was like, one of the issues that I have in the black community is that we promote the shooter when it comes to certain shit. But when black people when it's a white man, somebody outside of the community who takes a life, it's an uproar. It's it's crazy. You know what I mean? It was the same thing with the um with uh whatever i can't remember that that piece of shit's name the one who took nipsey hustle's life but there was a rumor going around and saying a couple of his family members got killed and niggas was just telling me oh this is just a part of the game it's just how the game go two lives just got murdered for no fucking reason who had nothing to do with the situation but you went out and retaliated over some shit that had nothing to do with them you Mm -hmm. don't know if they knew you don't know if they plotted if they had anything to do with it they just could have been innocent bystanders guilty by association you took their life and it was just cool. Right. Just chop it up to the game. That's a weak ass mentality to have. But this cop who was put in this situation, right? It kills a black kills a black man, unarmed, whatever the case may be. And now you're so fucking irate. You're so pissed off. Oh, they keep killing us. No, there is some truth to the fact that we keep killing us mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Now, those things are not mutually exclusive, which people need to understand. Like you can have separate thoughts about both. I get it. Um, but you need to have as much energy. Remember, a, a strong a strong home is built on a strong foundation. We don't have a strong foundation in the black community, I've never thought. So what ASAP was speaking to was basically like, you know, look, I don't want to jump on Black Lives Matter just because everybody else is jumping on Black Lives Matter if I truly can't speak to it, if I don't feel like it's, it's legitimate, mm-hmm. when I feel like we only use Black Lives Matter when it's white people, but we don't say the same shit when it's ourselves. It shouldn't right. matter to ourselves. So though I don't necessarily subscribe to that mode of thinking because I am a Black Lives Matter supporter and I do, you know, I, I wasn't able to go to the rallies and, and stuff like that because of proximity, but you know, I am a supporter of the cause and, and what they fight for. I wouldn't have framed it that way, but I, 
I'm an open-minded person and I can kind of understand where you're coming from. Now, for people who are like, the, the response was, just can't relate. Just can't relate to, I'm not, I'm not saying he shouldn't be free. This is the dumbassness of the fucking argument, right? Because like I said, it comes down to, was, should he be in jail or shouldn't he be in jail, right? If you don't think he should be in jail, then you should want him out of jail. Mm-hmm. I don't like Candace Owens at all. Hate that bitch. If she got put in prison for something she shouldn't have been put in prison for, I would want her out of prison. That simple. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not because I care about her or anything, but because I care about injustice. Like right, I the care simple about the fact of if it's right or wrong. Exactly. That's all that I give a fuck about. Right mm-hmm. now, one of my homeboys, shout out to my uh, to my cable toe. Right, he um he came out and he uh he kind of added some shed a little bit of light in a more logical sense in an argument that I will actually kind of agree with and say. He said he's rich. He's been out for anyone who travels as much as Rocky does. You have to understand that in foreign places, there are laws, their their customs and you know things like that. They are different than American tradition. Right? right, and you said that. Yeah. So if you're in Sweden, you gotta understand you can't just go around and whooping people's asses because they won't leave you alone. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? In America, you might have some just cause when you go into a court and go into trial and like they kept provoking me, provocation, things like that. You might be able to get away with it. But in Sweden and in other these European countries and these Eastern countries, you might not be able to do that. Their laws might be a lot stricter, things mm-hmm. like that. The optics of it, he also said, looked very, very wrong, though he was correct in saying that. Listen, he kept it to the camera and said, we don't want no problem with these boys. The reaction doesn't have necessarily have to be physical violence. Right. You know what I mean? Now, we in America understand it, especially coming from disenfranchised places coming from the hood coming from the block if you keep fucking with me i'm, I'm like you, you I, I'm we take it as a well, we take it as a threat yeah. you keep we ask you nicely to leave me the fuck alone and you keep approaching me i'm going to take it as a threat mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and i'm going to act accordingly mm-hmm. um so that's an argument i feel like is legitimate if you're trying to say he should have just known better and p- be smarter about it play it smart i agree but to sit there and say no i don't give a fuck because can't relate i've never been locked up overseas can't relate now how dumb that argument sounds. It is. You know how much shit you can't relate to? <laughs> right. One of the things that it, that was brought up to me, and um, I don't want to call it no names. I'm not saying you're wrong for this mentality. But I said, I, you know, my question posed was, okay, so you can relate to the things in Ferguson? Have you ever been shot by police or, or something like that? No, but I have sons. And my sons have to grow up in America to where that can actually happen to them. Okay. At the same time, your sons can also be locked up unjustly for something that they shouldn't have been done. Mm-hmm. So in essence, you can relate. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? For some place, because you just told me that you feel like he should not be in jail. Mm-hmm. You just don't care because you can't relate. Well, yes, you can. If that's your, if that's your logic, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of things that happen even in America that doesn't happen to every single black person, right? That you literally can't fucking relate to. Right. You know what I mean? But affect you because they affect your community. Right now, people say he's going against the culture. I don't think he was going against the culture with he that. He was just being honest. He didn't say he didn't. Th- this is what I, I want people to understand. He didn't say I don't think that that cop should have been exonerated. I don't. I, he didn't say that they deserved anything. He just said I can't relate to the situation in tow, mm-hmm. which means that he didn't offer levy an opinion for or against what was going on. He right. said I can't speak to it personally. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I kind of. Don't get this twisted the wrong way. I kind of appreciate people who don't like to speak to things that they can't articulate in a proper fashion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because they either can't, like I said with my sister in Euphoria, I can't understand, I can't really relate to it directly, so I can't really speak on whether it's the truth or whether it's just or whatever it is. 
Good. Keep your fucking mouth shut and stay in your fucking lane over there if that's the case. Every mess, everybody doesn't need to be a messenger. Right. You know what I mean? But for this situation, I feel like there is some legitimacy to both sides in which Rocky kind of has to go through his due process. Okay, people are bringing up the G-Eazy situation. G-Eazy came out and said they had the same thing. You know what I mean? It was charged. Where now, he was locked up, where he was in Sweden? Yeah, he was in Sweden and he got into a little rumble and blah, blah, blah. But Was he locked up? Um, yeah, I think, but he paid, he posted bail or he, but so I they think gave him the option for bail. Cause I don't even think this we- situation, I think this is a different situation okay. though, in, in, in context, okay. um, in the way that it kind of went down. But what kind of threw me off about this Rocky situation was that his bodyguard wasn't charged and the guy who provoked the attack wasn't charged. It was just Rocky. Even though all of them were jumping his ass, mm-hmm. just Rocky. So it kind of bears some credence to the fact that people are trying to say they're after him because he's a big ass name. Like, okay, your your money and your fame. And I don't know if race has anything. I've never been a fucking Sweden. I don't know how racist they are in Sweden. Mm-hmm. All right? And please don't get it twisted, people. Every country in this globe is not racist to black people. Right. Okay. There are a lot of people there are a lot of countries who don't give a fuck what color you are. You know what I'm saying? Um but like I said, I mean, I don't know. I feel now Rocky's facing two years in prison. Damn. He's going to have to go to trial. They're not letting him out. Um, but if he wins, he also can get a lot of money back from Sweden. So it's Sweden law that when you're in tri- in custody waiting for trial, if you have any assets that you have to forfeit or have to lose, so co- Rocky's had to cancel concerts and appearances and things like that, mm-hmm. they have to give you restitution for that afterwards. If you met, if they found you not guilty, okay. If they found him guilty, he has to face up to two years. Now I think in the G Easy situation, he wasn't facing up to two years in prison, mm-hmm. so I think his his charge was a little bit different. Which is why they probably gave him bail. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but Rocky, I mean, I don't know. I, I I feel like y'all nearly need to go back and listen to Martin Luther King when he said, "Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere." Yeah. Right. Because if you really gave a fuck about justice. It doesn't, it won't, doesn't matter who the fuck it's done to. If it's unjust, it's unjust. That's my problem. If it's not right, if you don't feel like it's right, then stand on that. Mm -hmm. You don't have to stand on and support Rocky. You don't have to shout out free Rocky or anything like that. You can easily hit it with the statement, he shouldn't be in jail or just shut the fuck up. Right. You know what I'm saying? But no, you want to make a spectacle out of it because you want to shame him. When you sit there and say, I can't relate, that's shaming him. It you know what I mean? It's cancel culture. It's, like you know how I feel about that shit. And find, using stuff from the past against people in their current and future present selves. Like, it, it, wrong is wrong, like you said. And injustice is an injustice, and he doesn't deserve to be sitting in jail right now. I don't think he deserves... I think he deserves to go to trial. I, agree. I think he deserves to face the assault charge because you did throw hands. You know what I'm saying? But not only just him, everybody that was involved True. in the situation. True. I think that the facts of the case really don't necessarily point to assault. I think he was provoked into yeah. doing that. I think that needs to be taken into account. But I do don't I don't think you just need to have the case dropped either. Oh, no, but no. I think you should be allowed to go the fuck home mm-hmm. knowing that you can come back. That's their problem. They don't think he's going to come back for trial. You know what I'm saying? That's why they're holding... I feel like that's why they're really holding him in there. Because mm-hmm. they think if they let him go, he's not going to come back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't see why he wouldn't if he feels like it's a strong enough case. But, you know, there's no extradition law in the U.S. If you right. come back on U.S. soil, they can't come and get you and bring you back. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But, as y'all know, what Skylar just said, Trump... Um, now, here's a real quick. I really wanted to touch on Trump from two things. All right? And I want to get your opinions on it. 
Cause I, I I don't fuck with that nigga. And who does? This is um right. So uh, he came out on the 25th in response to them saying we're not letting him out. The tweet read, very disappointed in Prime Minister Stefan Lofen, if I pronounce that name, excuse me, um, mispronounced it, for being unable to act. Sweden has let our African-American community down in the United States. I watched the tapes of ASAP Rocky and he was being followed and harassed by troublemakers. Treat Americans fairly free Rocky. I. He's pandering. He is. This nigga wants the black. He wants black people to love him so fucking bad, bro. The African Americans. See, this is what I was watching. This, if you don't watch the Young Turks, it's a progressive news channel. Um, you know, they're primarily on social media, YouTube and Facebook, and I really like because they're progressive. I identify kind of as a progressive. So one of the things that they said, and I kind, I definitely agree with them. It was like, well. Why point out African-Americans specifically? Mm -hmm. This is an injustice to a straight up American, Mm -hmm. right? Oh, because black people listen to rap. So black people are the ones who are most invested in it. So let me go ahead and shout out the black people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm I'm over this shit, right? And it's in direct uh, contrast to what he just said about fucking Elijah Cummings, Mm -hmm. right? So if you don't know who Elijah Cummings is, actually, I want to make sure I get his, um, his, uh, his title correct. Elijah Cummings is the chairman of the House Committee, I believe. Um, hold on for a second. Let me go ahead and pull that. Yeah, he is the well. He's in. He's in Congress. He's he's the House Chairman. Um, and Donald Trump went on attack. Now Trump has had recent weeks of him tr- uh, attacking women like Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, um, Ayanna Presley, and uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, all women of color, you know, right. with the whole go back to where you came from mm-hmm. tweet and all that bullshit. Um, now, Trump call, called out Cummings earlier, I think it was today, actually. He said, quote, if from his tweet, if racist Elijah Cummings would focus more of his energy on helping the good people of his district and Baltimore itself, perhaps progress can be made fixing the mess that he has helped create over many years of incompetent leadership. His radical quote unquote oversight is a joke. Can somebody, um, now there was another tweet that I really want to call out. Where the fuck was it at though? It was like, um, oh shit, it was so bad. He called, he, 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 he basically called, uh, Baltimore rat infested, Oh, yeah. That wasn't today. I think it was a couple of days ago. But, you know, he says so many ago? wild shit out of his mouth. It's hard to keep track. It really is. Like, and he's he went back on Twitter today. Oh, here it is. Um, it said uh, Representative Elijah Cummings has been a brutal bully shouting and screaming at the great men and women of our Border Patrol uh, about conditions at the southern border when actually his Baltimore district is far worse and more dangerous. His district is considered the worst in the USA. As proven last week during a congressional tour, the border is clean, efficient, and well-run, all eyes. Just very crowded. Coming district is a disgusting, rat and rodent infested mess. If he spent more time in Baltimore, maybe he can help clean this very dirty and fil- dangerous and filthy place. A lot of people associate that shit with some racist undertone. I am one included, mm-hmm. right? Um, there was a CNN reporter, I can't remember his name at the moment, said that uh, when Trump speaks about infested, it's not the first time he used infestation. Mm-hmm. It's always been around black or brown places, mm-hmm. right? Disparaging, where it's primarily black or brown. If you've ever been to Baltimore, especially the west side of Baltimore, 
you know that it's primarily black and brown. Now, for people from Baltimore, some people actually agree, like, but they live in Baltimore. Of mm-hmm. course, they want better representation from their leaders if they're not getting the things that they need. But it's right. not necessarily like the entire fucking West District of Baltimore, including Baltimore itself, is rat infested and rodent infested and dirty and dangerous and all this other type of shit. Mm-hmm. And it's it's extremely in, in disingenuous, right? It's extremely, uh, uh, to me, undertone racial tones. It's no different than when he called those places shithole countries. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's direct contrast. So on one hand, Trump is over here, free Rocky, but black, my African-Americans, right? My fellow <laughs> blacks, right? Come over here, you know, come, come over to me. I, I have your back. And then the same breath in the very next day or no next week mm-hmm. oh yeah the place where y'all from is rat infested is dirty and it's another attack and notice that it's specifically levied to black and brown congressmen and servicemen mm-hmm. and women like it's it's always directed to them i've rarely seen especially now attacks on white congressional members who disagree with them and there's a lot of them who do right you know what i'm saying but let me go ahead and attack elijah cummings district and call it Rat infested, road infested. What do you think about Donald Trump right now uh, from what you just heard? I've always, the same thing I've always thought about him, that he's a piece of shit that never should have been elected into office in the first place. I cannot wait to get him the fuck up out of there. Like, nothing that he says can surprise me anymore. Because it's like everything he says is for shock value. Like, it's, well, it's, it's like, like it's he wakes up and base. says, what can I say today that will piss well, off the blacks and browns? Like, what what can I do? Well, I don't even think that. I don't think he wakes up and says, I think it's a part of his DNA. He can't help it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, honestly, it came from a Fox News expose, if you will, where they walked around one particular set of Baltimore. First of all, I'm from Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. right? There's places where I'm from that look torn down and run down, right, and disenfranchised. And then if you walk you know, three blocks the other way, it's decent. It looks nice. You can see reconstruction. You can see rebuilding, things like that. Pick a fucking city in America. Pick a major city in America. There are slums and there are nice places in it, right? That falls mostly on federal fucking government. Mm -hmm. State and city legislation can only get you but so fucking far. Mm -hmm. You still need federal help. It's more of a reflection on you as a fucking president to not clean up these streets in a very populated area in Baltimore, an area that's only 45 fucking minutes away from D.C. You know what I'm saying? You can drive right up the fucking street and help Mm -hmm. the motherfuckers out if you really wanted to. But no, let me levy it all on Elijah Cummings, Mm -hmm. who has dual responsibilities. I have to think about my district as well as that think about america and congress as the oversight committee donald trump has one responsibility well really america itself right you know what i'm saying it's more of a reflection on you and who is the who is more of a rat and rodent infested place than the fucking executive branch right now you talk about a fucking rat you got a whole goddamn russian probe investigation against you you got all these racist ass shit that you're out here saying there's good people on both sides of fucking neo-nazis right. i mean the just the, the the attacks that he's levied i mean i i put in a little facebook post earlier today i was like if i could be personal security for like ilhan omar i really wish i would because it's dangerous at yeah. this point the shit that he's saying he's pandering to his white ass base it's election season it's yeah. it's 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 it's, it's fairy tale season baby motivated. you know what i'm saying oh yeah rumbling. baltimore is dirty every time i drive down past the inner harbor it just looks completely terrible and then but why 
because it's where bald black people live. Mm-hmm. Like it's another attack where we're Nick. I don't want to, uh, you know, <laughs> I can do this whole political thing all day, but I'll save that for, for another time. You got anything that you want to talk about? We've been going for about an hour and a half now. No, like, I think. If we want to get deep, if y'all want to have a conversation with me more in depth about politics and Donald Trump and the bullshit, please go ahead and hit me up on Twitter. Follow me up on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Right. Leave us a little clown emoji. No, don't do that. Not under my shit. Go under his shit and leave a clown emoji. Leave a clown emoji under my shit. I'm dropping bars. Okay. So don't don't fuck around. But um, we can have a more in depth conversation. I think I might have to start doing that. A little bit more political speech and putting it in a way. Because this is... This is all deflection. It's a tactic. From what's going, really going the fuck Right, at the border that he says is clean and just a little overcrowded. Yeah, does anybody who, I don't know, has two pairs of eyes can see that it's not clean. I mean, it's not, it's it's more rat infested than fucking Baltimore, Mm -hmm. which I got to go back to. Shout out to Phillips and the Crab Cake Burgers, man. I got to go ahead and cop something. Plus, they got a dope ass aquarium. They do. They do. We're going to have to go back to Baltimore, man. We're mm-hmm. too close to Baltimore now to go back up there. Right. But I'm just not going through 95 traffic. Um, <laughs> but no, so is that it? Yeah. We good on that? We clear to go? All right, bet. I fuck with it. All right, man. Well, I want to thank all y'all again for listening to the Make It Make Sense podcast, man. And like always, till next time, see y'all motherfuckers later. Mm-hmm. Peace. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's your boy, Face, and I want to thank you all for listening to this episode of the Make It Make Sense podcast. Make sure you go ahead and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube page. I want to hear your criticisms. I want to hear your feedback, and I want to hear your opinions on what we were talking about today. All right? Remember, I'm trying to make this the best podcast possible, and for that, I would love the fan input. So go ahead and make sure you holler at me one time, all right? Thank you again for listening to the podcast, and until next time, I will see y'all later.